0: Gig Gab, the Working Musician's Podcast, episode 31, for Monday, September 14th, 2015. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Gig Gab, the Working Musicians Podcast, here in Durham, New Hampshire. I'm Dave Risty Hamilton. And out in Las Gatas, California, it's Paul Touristy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not too So You're risky. out of commission, huh? Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah. So we talked about my wrist last week, and uh I wound up going to see the orthopedist and, and he looked at the x-rays and said, and then he and he looked at the x-rays and said, Yeah, there's this one little spot. And then he he kind of probed me and prodded me and said, does this hurt? Does this hurt? And it was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. You know, and um, he's like, well, you know, there's this little ridge on top of your radius. And he's like, it's sore to you. And it's a little bit questionable on the x-ray. It's like, I think it might've gotten crushed a little bit. Um, And he said, you know, it's not like anything needs to be reset or anything. It just needs to be left alone so that it heals. And, uh, and he said, I want to put you in a cast for a, You know, like seven to ten days, and then that cast is uh, hand to elbow, right? Um, it's hand to no, it's only maybe uh, it's it's past the halfway point of my forearm, but but you know, I probably get a good three inches to the elbow. So yeah, so it's it's small and it's um. I I was really against the concept of the cast. I I don't think the cast itself was my problem. It was this mental, you know having the cast is like this admission of uh, I'm actually out of commission. Like you said, <laughs> right. You know, and I'm a control freak. And once you put the cast on, you can't take it off. You know I mean? You, you, you have somebody else has to take it off because otherwise you'll like wind up lopping your arm off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tried to negotiate with him. Like, don't you think the splint would work just as well? He's like, no, I think the cast is what you need. <laughs> so, uh, so the cast is what I have until Thursday, at which point they'll take it off and x-ray it again. And, probably put me back in the splint at that point. Um, but, but, uh, we'll see. And really once, once he put the cast on me, I realized how right he was because it's so much better. The one thing I can't do or that I don't want that I want to avoid doing is raising my hand up and putting pressure on that kind of that, that, that Ridge on the top of the radius. And with, Without the cast, I I was constantly having to be like really careful about, you know, not accidentally grabbing a door or, you know, whatever. And now it's like I can do whatever stupid thing I want to do. And the the cast is right there to stop me from actually making it stupid. So it's great. So I've actually never heard of a one week cast. That's what they have you in one week. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I know. I was surprised, too, because he said it's not, you know, he even told me he's like, I could leave it alone, but it would just take a really long time to heal and this way is better because you're not going to mess with it. You know, it's like okay. how many
1: doctors? Because you went originally and you got some X-rays that you didn't get a very satisfactory
0: diagnostic diagnosis on. Did yeah, you? they weren't clear with me. I went to just the emergency clinic because it was Labor Day when I went to get the X-rays, and um, and they were they were yeah unclear about it. But in fact, they, they it turns out their diagnosis was was agreed with what the orthopedist said. They just weren't specific with me about. You know anything about it? So it was very frustrating, Uh, it, and that's why I thought maybe it seemed like a C.Y.A. diagnosis because it was like they're just saying this and not giving me any details. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was the frustrating part. But it turns out their diagnosis was actually spot on. So, or at so least in what's it feel like? What's it feel like not to be able to pick up your drumsticks? Oh, it sucks, man. <sighs> I, and I've tried, you know, I've tried, right, you know, and it just yeah. doesn't work. I mean, you know, in addition to whatever went on with the bone, you know, like I said, we're we're treating it like it was crushed or broken or whatever, but it, it may have just been bruised. Who knows? Um, it, but in addition to that, my hand was really badly sprained. So there's still some of that lingering around too and that probably will linger longer than any discomfort from this this you know broken or crushed bone or whatever it is. Right? Um so even when I pick up the sticks, you know, and I mean I've got this cast all over my hand so it's not not really going to work, but it, you know there's some there's some pain, so it's not it's not good. Yeah, any gonna, gig casualties? Yep. Um yep. yep, the gig that we were going to play Saturday uh, it's a gig. It's just, and this is actually going to lead into an interesting story for us. Um, we, we've we done it. This is the seventh year of this event. Uh, I think I talked about it quickly. It's called, It was called, uh, and I believe this was the last year, but, you know, there's always the opportunity for more, uh, it, called Angels Walk for Wishes. It was it born out of a support group of um, mothers and fathers that had lost their. Children at a a very young age, either stillborn babies or or, you know, their children had died very young and they they had a support group for each other. And then they decided instead of just sitting around being sad for each other, we have all this energy, you know, let's make it positive. And so they organized this event and it was a walk and they raised a ton of money every year Uh, and they would do it, you know, in the fall. It was always the Saturday after Labor Day. And they had us play and we played every one of them that they did except this year. Um, and, and, and we canceled, you know, we, we talked a lot about it internally in the band. Um, and I, we had to make the, we decided to make the call before I saw the orthopedist on Thursday. So I was in a sling and I was like really, you know, questionable, about. It. I just don't want to like, like I said, do something stupid and grab like a falling mic stand or it, we always play this gig. It's up on the it's in a church kind of field in, in front of this church. And we always play up in this flatbed truck and it's sort of rickety and you got to sort of climb up onto the truck. And it's it's not really conducive to somebody that's got, you know, like a bad wing like me. And um, and I thought, well, I'd really heard it. And so we told them this Thursday morning, we we decided, no, we're not going to do the gig. And uh, and and they they actually were they were far more upset about this than than we expected. Uh, which was which was sort of interesting. We've always done this. They've, they're always really nice to us. Um, we donate our time. We don't get, you know, we don't get nor would we ex- expect or even want anything for it. We're happy to, you know, to see um, them raise this money. And then they take this money and they give it to uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. So for kids that did survive but have something going on, you know, this energy goes towards making something special happen for those kids. So it's really cool. But um, and they're always really nice to us. And they, they go out of their way to make sure we're set up and comfortable. But in terms of and when then we play and we're playing like full on electric rock, you know, and, and there's like always maybe a smattering of applause after songs. Frankly, we all always felt like we were in the way. and And, and, and but they never, you know, they weren't upset to have us. They asked us back every year, but it was right. just kind of this weird thing and it just didn't feel right. So this year our plan was, you know we always seem like we're kind of overbearing for this, this thing. So we should do it acoustic. This was long before I got hurt. So our plan was to go in there and and do this acoustic. And, um, and, and then obviously we canceled and, and they even said, well, you know, you could do it acoustic. We're like, Oh, it's funny. We already thought of that, but no, you know, we're, we're not going to do it. And, uh, and and then when Russ Russ offered, he said, but I know you need a PA for announcements and stuff. Well, you know, I'll bring a PA up and, and set it up for you and, and all of that. And they did that. And when he went there, he really he said they, you know, they were really genuinely sad that we weren't gonna be doing this yeah. event. And uh and, and so it made us kind of step back and think, you know, what was it that we that we did for them every year? Because they clearly, I mean, they didn't hate the music, but they weren't like dancing. They were sort right. of all doing their thing, and you know, part of it's if, if I have to now looking back and knowing that this meant more to them than we ever realized. You know, it, it was like, well, maybe they actually liked setting up all the gear and being the support crew for a rock band for a day. <laughs> I mean, I, I, because that's the thing they were always really excited about. Like, they had their power drills out and they were running their you know extension cords for us and setting up this flatbed and making sure, sure. it was all perfect. And you know what? Maybe that was. I mean, maybe that meant far more to that. We always felt like, gosh, I, I I feel bad. They have to go out of their way to make this happen, but perhaps this was, you know, they get to their, their portion of the limelight was that. And, and maybe, maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but it's been an interesting day kind of processing all of this. Yeah. So I've had several
1: charity gigs that, uh, didn't seem like we added anything to the overall festivities, right? And the, and the people who organized it were gushing over with appreciation for us supporting them. So, several of you know, like the the cancer walk ones, yeah. you know, really. And it, and it just didn't seem like the music is is very secondary or or tertiary to to the festivities. And yeah. we're like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then you get these nice notes and they immediately like, can we book you for next year? So I think that there's a, there's a perspective that having live music at an event is a checklist of fun activities that add to the overall vibe. They don't look at it as it has to be the biggest thing going on because they've right. got their other things going on, but having live music there, even if it's making someone a hundred yards away, tap their toes. Um, I guess that's, that's job well done to, for a lot of these kind of, Charity events where there's multiple things going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And, you know, this thing, there wasn't much else going on. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was just like, you know, they had a tent and they would do a raffle. You know, they would have some of their sponsors would donate money and some would donate like gift baskets or whatever. And so people would contribute, you know, buy tickets and, and you know, you raffle off the gift basket for sports memorabilia or the one for, you know, spa day stuff or whatever it was. You know, so they they do their raffle and they do their walk. Pretty much that was it. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but it's nice to be loved. It is nice to be loved. It, I mean, we always, I don't want this to sound like we didn't feel loved doing the event because we did, but I kind of wish we had known how much we were loved when we were doing it. Right. (laughs) We never got the, the, the impact of it until we told them we weren't going to be there. Um, Which is, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. So that, yes, that was a gig casualty. And, Perhaps fortuitous. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm sad that we had to let these people down, but I don't know that we ever would have truly known how appreciated we were. uh, Had we not, Mm. I don't know. Uh, You know, it's hard to say, but they, they did communicate to us that this was the last one they did. They did it for five years. They skipped last year and then they uh, obviously did it this year. And, and I, I think that's it. So,
1: you know, talking about charity gigs, and I got to wait into this kind of carefully. So um, someone I know who's a musician recently posted about how he and his band do a lot of charity gigs. They posted on Facebook and sure. he and his band do a lot of charity gigs, and that he gets a lot of uh, negative feedback from other musicians. That, uh, you know, he's de- they give away their services, that they're, they're devaluing the market and that people can afford to pay for it, these types of things. And he was defending the services because um, he actually needed some of the services that was one of the charities that he paid for. So I don't, don't want to get too deep into the details of this. But, sure. but um, it was an interesting thing because I was tempted to respond. No, 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 no. You do these charity gigs because you want gigs, right? And you know these are these are gigs that your band can get, and you take them readily, sure. But I but I wanted to check myself before I did that because again, he needed these services right here now, and and I'd probably before you're too harsh on someone, it probably feels to him like oh, you know, the good karma I paid in, now I get to now comes a little out. withdrawal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is just I mean, there, we always talk about the karma bank, and and this is perhaps a more one-to-one relationship with it. <laughs> do,
1: do you have a philosophical uh, limit as to how many freebies a year you'll do? I mean, cause you could do it. You could do a charity thing every week if, if you wanted to, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. If you were I mean, out there, if you if you were a band and you just wanted to get your band playing and if that was your strategy to go out and mm-hmm. solicit charities and say,
0: Hey, I got a band
1: and we'll play for free. You could probably work every week.
0: Yeah. Um, that's true. I haven't really ever sought out charity gigs. Um, and, and there's, I mean, there's, there's in the, in the realm of free gigs, charity gigs are, but one slice of that, right. You know, right. I mean, you could go play for free at a bar. They, there's plenty that would let you, right. um, and, and then you also have the, you know, oh, my friend's having a backyard barbecue, you know, graduation party for his whatever. And so they're, I'm going to play that, you know, then that's another potentially free gig, right. Um, I don't seek those out, but I have, I don't really have anything against them. Uh, as long as it's the right thing, as long as again, you know, you feel appreciated, which even at this one, like I said, we, we very much felt appreciated. It was just, we didn't, we just didn't quite realize how much, you know, how much. Um, I'm not against them and, and I have not necessarily intentionally, but many of these free gigs that we've done, including this particular charity gig, uh, have led to, m- you know, a stream of paying gigs for some of the people that you wind up playing for. But well, you don't know that that's going to happen. No, but I, mean, I, I don't, you don't take them for that. I don't take them for that. No, but it does. It does work out that way often, it, you know, because I, let's let's face it. If you're doing a charity gig, you're not the only one donating to this. Right. right. And, I, and I don't mean to, to seem very, you know, uh, capitalist about this, but but just being honest about it, because it's what happens there's other people there like throwing tons of money in. And if they're throwing tons of money in, they probably have it elsewhere as well. And maybe that means that they've got a successful business that they're running or, you know, some other sort of thing where they might need your services and they're happy to pay for them. And they feel like, wow, I, I donated to this one cause this band donated to the cause we're now, you know, kindred spirits at least in that way. And, and they'll wind up hiring you over somebody else. Again, it's very Machiavellian and and all that to, to, to go into it that way. And I really yeah. honestly never have, but, but it is what happens, you know, often, not always. Um, but no, I'm not against the free gigs. I, I, in fact, I've found free gigs and I've said this on the show here before, free gigs are almost always better than low paying gigs. Cause That's you're treated true. really well. That's true. Yeah. In my okay. band is a little, it's a little
1: harder. We, there's not a, a, negotiated limit, but it's usually around two or three gigs a year. And remember in my band, there's a number of guys who music is a large part of their, of their income. Income, So, you know, you take a Friday
0: or Saturday night out of their inventory that affects their overall income. So absolutely. We have, we have that with chafed, you know, where the gigs, whenever there's a gig, it, it it is, you know, like, just like with you, there's a couple of guys that, that absolutely, you know, use this as a, a chunk of their income. Uh, fling, not so much. It's a, it's a different vibe. So we can, you know, we can be more flexible, but, yeah. but we don't usually have to be, I mean, it, you know, we take the charity gigs that, that resonate with us. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, it's hard because they start to blur, right? So that, you know, all of the various, you know, good health causes things. It's hard to, it's hard to deci- decipher between them, you know, which is the better or the best. So two to three is about what our band will do a year. Actually this year, Quite frankly, we haven't taken any charity gigs. Mm. We, I think we had one or two offers that we weren't available on. And, uh, and I haven't gone out and looked for anyone. We're playing, we're playing like a friend's birthday party, you know, that everybody's do- donating their time to. One of the band members, a relative of one of the band members. But yeah. we haven't done any charitable gigs this year because the two that were
0: asked, we weren't available on those days. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that certainly happens. Yeah, we yeah. wind up we wind up doing benefits for, you know, local youth sports programs and stuff. But it again, that's, you know, that's the that's the the circle I live in right now. Right. You know, we've all got right. kids in the kind of middle school, high school range. So so that, it you know, it's just that kind of thing. And, and absolutely. And, it, and that will evolve. It has evolved. In fact, you know, we weren't doing these kind of gigs five years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, because we weren't because we just weren't in that circle, you know, in our in our in our personal lives. So it's yeah, good to give back. Totally. Oh yeah, it it is. I'm not, um, I'm not the kind of person that will just go out and support my local. I it just go out and be sociable for the sake of being sociable. Part of it is because I'm a musician. And if I have a weekend night free, I, I you know, it's nice to have at least a few of those a year where you actually do get to sit on your couch, you know? Um, yeah. So, it, the charity gigs, or you know, those types of things where I can help out in and and be you know, quote unquote, working, uh, it, it's an easy way for me to to give back to the community, you know, and 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 so I do, and that and it works out great, and it you yeah. know make makes me it's a comfortable situation to do that. It's it's why I, I mean it's not why, but it it's a it's also a byproduct of you know, I do the sound for the middle school jazz band all the time. And it's the same kind of thing, you know, like I get to just give back and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. It's good. Cool. It's good that your neighbors know who you are. I guess yeah, that's, that's just true. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's very true. Cause my neighbors think I'm crazy. You know, I'm the guy that never leaves the house holes up. I, I assume they all think I'm in the porn business, uh. <laughs> <laughs> at least they used to, you know, now it's not that weird to, to make money, you know, online or whatever, but when we started doing this 16 years ago, it certainly was. You're, you're not right. I don't think if I was, I think I'd be doing a lot better than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have an even nicer microphone to talk into, That's, but funny. things are in good. I'm not, I have no complaints. It's all good. Yeah. Good. So, so I have played- a- go ahead. go ahead. No, I was going to say, I have a gig this Friday. Uh, it's an acoustic gig. And, uh, and it, it's, it's with monkey fist, which is, uh, three-fifths of chafed or potentially two-fifths of chafed if I don't show up. Uh, they're, they're fine without me. They do plenty of gigs without me just by a matter of course. Uh, you know, there's a lot of gigs that are only booked as a duo. So uh, it's going to be a game-time decision. It depends on what happens is Thursday.
1: It, is it even possible to do... You know, something with your feet and something with one hand or, you know, can you get a cowbell with the one thing?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I have that pitch slap, which is that tabletop cajon, and I could easily play that with one hand. That would be fine. I could also bring like a little bass drum and a snare. And now I've got feet involved and and do all of that. So I could do that. And a lot of the acoustic gig, uh, a lot of what I bring to the acoustic gigs is harmonies. So, yeah. uh so that I can do either way. And would you ever do one of those kind of like electronic
1: trigger things? It basically is a like a, an iPad that, you know, has all the percussion you have, but it's just a, it's a finger tap.
0: Yeah. You know what? Actually, that's a good idea. I have one of those. Um oh, Yeah. I could even do that. That's right. Yeah. So there's all kinds of options. There you go. You're yeah. not out of commission. You're back. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. I Well, we'll see. I, my biggest concern is not when I'm on stage playing. It's the, setting up and loading in and i know and i know the other guys will happily let me sit there while they do the work but i won't be so happy about sitting there while they do the work so uh but you know what nick had a bad back this week and yeah and he needed help and so the guys showed up you know it, it all evens out me it I, does, I know about that no i know it's just it's just weird for me to think about sitting on a bar stool while the other guys set everything up but but if if that's if that's what has to happen in order for the gig to come across, then then I will, do, you know. Then. And I'm sure the guys would rather have you there to sing with them, and, totally, you know,
1: right? Than yep. not have you at all. So I wouldn't. Yep. I wouldn't be that hard on yourself. I know. I just just me, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this had a busy weekend. Them. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So we played our first club date since the you know we didn't do any club dates all summer. We played an indoor gig. It was a kind of a weird vibe. It was kind of mellow. You know, after playing all these huge, huge gigs to play kind of a smaller, you know, it was a club that we've done for many years, but the, it wasn't a lot of energy. It was, it was nice. It wasn't bad. Yeah. band played fine. I th- I'd say the band played a little, a little tired. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And, and, but, but I think mostly it was just so different than everything we've been doing for the last four months. Right. But it was indoors and it was kind of a humid hot night. And, uh and it took a lot out of me. And then, the next night we played a private party which was very fun and that uh went much better that was you know the band played great and you know one of those nights where the sound system was dead on and and that was a lot of fun so that took us you know to saturday night and then i had a sunday i had a i had to leave for the gig at 9 a.m for a for a 1 p.m uh so a noon sound check basically and uh and uh, this was the Sunday gig was with black Sunday. So the Friday and Saturday with, were with the house rockers and then Sunday was with the Americana band. And man, I don't think I've not physically felt well to do a gig in a long, long time. I was really, really tired and my concentration was off. And so I, I, I was really disappointed in myself. I didn't, I just couldn't get the focus in. And, you know, I was a little off on a couple changes, forgot a couple of words and wow. I was miserable the rest of the day. Sun, Sunday beat myself up that you know, I didn't, I didn't deliver the goods, and uh, funny because I got a, we got a nice note from the from the organizers of the festival saying, oh, people love different music, we got nothing but good comments, so I guess at the end of the day, it was all right. But I know,
0: yeah, I, I, t- I and I I totally know what you mean, and, and you know, that's th- that's the the blessing and the curse of of live art, which is what we do, you know, in in, in, in if you boil it all down. You know, we are, we are creating something in the moment, right? You know, but it, you know, you're only as in my own head, I'm only as good as my last performance, right? You know, it doesn't matter if, if two nights ago was awesome. If last night sucked, I sucked. Well, you know, everyone who comes to see you, there's an obligation to, to deliver
1: the goods from you never know someone in the audience you know, you never know. They could be going through a hard time. They could have brought friends because they've talked you up so much. I mean, yeah. there's so many situations that go on and you never want to disappoint anybody. And um, yeah, I, was, I haven't had a gig like that in a while. And yeah. the House Rockers did a lot of back-to-backs, back-to-back-to-backs. And, and our band really, I mean, if you go back and listen to the podcast, mostly I'm gushing about how 10 guys pretty much kept the energy and kept the commitment going. But um, I guess maybe this was a, a night a late night the night before and then a and then a fairly early morning the next day. And I just couldn't get in the zone. I mean, I couldn't get comfortable in the monitor. And then and one thing I'm finding as you get older, when you ask your brain to do two things at once, you pretty much are out of luck for both things.
0: <laughs> once you have to think you're dead. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. Yeah. If you have to think it's
1: over. Right. You just yeah. it just has to happen. That's right. Yeah. Right, and I couldn't it wasn't just happening. So I was trying to focus myself and the more I was focusing, thinking about chord change, you remember Black Sunday doesn't play that
0: often. I was just going to so, say that the part of your issue here is that you were tired from two nights. And the other part is you're playing with a band that's not automatic for you. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, uh,
1: and so then I would try and focus on the changes that I, you know, words would be like, and as soon as it comes into your mind, do I pick phrase a or phrase B? Neither. Kinda nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. Right. comes
0: out. <laughs> the answer is always neither. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's too late. Yeah. Yep. yeah I guess, sucks. you know, these things will happen
1: once in a while, but they're very, very, very frustrating when they happen. Oh, it's they, they, totally they, frustrating. They, yeah. It humbles you is what it does. Don't, don't ever get too comfortable. Do you think you're too good? Oh, that doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. And I've talked to, you know, people at, at all levels, including the pro level that have said the same thing. They're like, as soon as you get comfortable, man, you know, that's when that's when, you know, the music, the music gods come in and remind you that you're, <laughs> you're still a student, you know, <laughs> yeah, I got smacked pretty good this time. Yeah, it happens. But that's it's a good thing. You know, and I mean, I, I say that, you know, night by night, but I, I actually feel this way throughout a gig. You know, I'll have a good moment and a, a tune or whatever and be like, OK, we played that one really well. You know, this is it. And the next one, it doesn't go well. And it's like, oh, I'll get it'll get in my head. It's like, no, nope, we got to, you know, now we got to make it up the next one's got to be even better. So it's, um, but that's, I mean, yeah, but that's, that's the, that's, that is the beauty of live art is you have the ability to, to make up for it. Right. You just go again. And that's uh, (laughs) just one more time again. Right. we can get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy (sighs) though. Yeah. Not always easy, but it's fun. You get
1: get up to, you get up to bat again and you can, and the world, here's a, here's a great one for you. So, I said Nick's was having some uh, back issues and we yeah. had to help with his gear, right? And uh, the gig on Friday night was at a club, and there, you know people pitched in. We got him taken care of. The gig Saturday night was at a party, and he um, was feeling about the same. But it was a fun gig. I mean, it was an energetic gig, sure. And actually, by the end of the gig he gets up he goes it's the miracle of music my back feels better yeah. i think he was i think he was just kind of rocking back and forth on his on his you know keyboard stool yeah loosening himself he, up
0: he already clicked himself back in alignment or something like that <laughs> yeah. but it was really kind of cool yeah i i've found that too i've i've had back problems and if i go and play the drums you know he he sings at the keyboards right and so yep. he at some level it, either intentionally or unintentionally he has learned to keep relatively decent posture there because otherwise you're not going to be able to sing all night, you know, that's right. And sitting and singing is a terrible thing to have to figure out how to do. It's just not that great, but, but we keyboard players and drummers have to figure this out. And, uh, and so he, that probably did help him, you know, sitting and his body just sort of naturally falls into that right posture thing. And, and he's distracted by a zillion other things because he's playing and singing and, you know, things might just fall back into place. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right? The, the miracle of music. Yeah.
1: The miracle of music. So I need it. We head into the fall. Yeah. Yeah. That's the back problem to is... the grind yep. back to the clubs, back to the, you know, starting to rehearse back to the, back to the, you know, the, 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 the circle of life, the circle of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got, um, I've actually got a busy, a busy month. We've got a, a couple more gigs here. And then I just picked up another theater gig. It's just a week long thing at the end of October. It's a show called big fish that, probably is going to require a decent amount of work for me. And hopefully I can start doing that work um, sooner rather than later. <laughs> but um, I got to let myself heal up, you know? Which, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't overdo it as hard as that is going. It's going to be even harder when the cast comes off. Um, so I'll just figure it out, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Anything else for this week, Paul, or is it time to uh, time to leave us on our way?
1: I think, uh, I think we did good today. You talk about getting ready, getting up for gigs that you're not up for Talk about playing through some pain. This was a, a little mellower podcast,
0: but I think covered some good ground. I agree. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, looking for that appreciation, um, I, I learned a really valuable lesson that's like, you can probably hear it. It's still got me kind of thinking about stuff. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we played five times for these people and I'm, and I just kept, started going back every gig. It's like, Really? huh okay you know i'm just trying to put my finger on like how do i notice this in the moment that's really what i'm looking for is you know how what did i miss you know so that's the uh that's the trick so it's all All right well listen heal
1: up heal up and give us a good report for next week as to how you uh soldier through a, a gig with a
0: cast on sounds like a plan man you have a good week too all right. Talk to you soon, Dave. All right. Feedback at giggabpodcast.com for anybody that wants to comment in. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we need it. We, I need it to uh, Cause I can't play. So I need it to come in from you folks. Feedback at giggabpodcast.com. We'll see you next week.